to GF Pharma podcast this week on uh, why you should use supplements, what supplements you should use, and using our supplements specifically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Lawrence. We we do. We do, we do. We're the only ones that do. That's the problem. Yeah. Yes. Um, So hopefully after this, we'll have convinced everybody to use our supplements as opposed to anybody else's. Very good. I've heard that, you know. I have just now. Just now on this podcast. <laughs> I think, as we said, I think we do need to do a, a episode on supplements pretty much based on the fact that we have a supplement company. Yes. Um, and so I guess a bit of history is we've always used supplements. I don't think... I think when I first started training, I mean, I one of the first things I went out and bought was a tin of tuna and some protein powder. Um, actually, do you know what? No, I'm lying because when I first started training, I didn't train with you, did I? Uh, no, you didn't. Trained with AD, so the first thing I went out and bought was 200 Dynabol <laughs> <coughs> and a tin of tuna. Uh, yeah, sod nutrition, what you need is these. <laughs> He was a good lad. He really was. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, of course, he followed the theory of if you take this much, you grow this much, and if you take twice as much, you grow twice as much. Yes. Um, all that actually happened to me was I ended up pissing blood. Uh, but I, I, I think it has to be admitted. I, I did put on a reasonable amount of size. Reasonable amount. I mean, I can't help but thinking back, remembering that I think I was actually stronger off of gear than I was on it. If the truth be told. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's casting my mind back to the very brief periods where I wasn't on gear. <laughs> because, of course, I, I did take quite a lot of it. Well, yes, you, you did sort of conform to the idea that more is more, didn't you? Yeah, well, he had big arms, didn't he? <laughs> So, if he's got big arms, and clearly knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, if I remember rightly, he had some shoulders on him as well. He did have some shoulders. He had a chest on him and all. He, he was he was a big lad from the waist up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he, he was. I mean, he, his back was a fair size as well. Um, and he, he was he was quite strong. In fact, it's a shame, really, that he didn't do more um, training on his legs. Because oh. I think he might possibly have got somewhere. Although obviously he was only, was he five foot? He weren't much over five foot. Was he five four, something like that? Um. Well, yeah, but that's round about the same height as Lee Priest, isn't it? Well, yeah, but Lee Priest is the exception, isn't he? Because then if you go on then to move on to Stumpy and looking at him, I mean, he was always too short to to get anywhere. And and to be fair, well, I mean, no, he was he was he was he made it as a bodybuilder, didn't he? he only his height only really held him back when he went to strongman. I wonder why that was, because you'd have thought his height would have been an advantage in Strongman. Not when it comes to lifting things above your head. No, that's true. When, when, that's when true. somebody else can put something on a platform at chest height and you've got to lift it above your head, you're at a disadvantage, aren't you? And yes, a distinct disadvantage. Um, although, that said, picking stuff up off, off the floor, you're an advantage. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've, got to, I've got to openly admit that I don't actually know how tall Stumpy is. Um, but I had always massively underestimated how tall the rest of them were. 
Yeah. I didn't, for instance, think for one second that Murius was was six foot four or whatever he was. Um, I mean, I know Hathor and all that. I know they're quite tall. Eddie Hall's a lot yeah. taller, and I, I gave him credit for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Snap. I, I didn't think Eddie Hall was much over much over six foot, and I think he's at least six foot two. Something like. I mean, the problem is though, these guys are so wide that actually it it's skews the proportions, doesn't it? Yeah. And when you look at it, you think, oh Jesus, he, he's not that tall, but he's wide. And actually, the problem is he's he's tall and wide. Oh. Mm. Hence, when you couple that with the fact that I'm a shit house, means I don't tend to insult anybody. <laughs> <laughs> within that arena just in case at some point somebody hears it um but yeah so uh, we we digress um yes instantly instantly i mean to be fair it's taken us five minutes this time um which i think is a world record because i think it usually takes us about 10 minutes to completely wander off the subject (laughs) so one of the problems i had when I was taking lots of gear before I, I started training with you and you pointed out that there was a, a nutritional element to, <laughs> to bodybuilding. <laughs> um, was I did I did put size on. I mean, at 16, I was 19 and a half stone. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was... And it wasn't all fat, but the problem was that quite a lot of it was fat and quite a lot of it was water retention because I was taking yeah. Dynabol whilst drinking Lohenbrow Snake Bite. Um, not recommended, and I suggest that nobody else does it. No, that's that's definitely not doing whatever it takes. It's doing whatever it takes, but for a completely different goal. <laughs> that's, that's like literally the biggest coffin in the graveyard. Yeah. Um, although I I will have to say, I mean, I'm quite a mild mannered person uh, as a general rule. I think that's fair to say. I'm not really massively aggressive. And I, one thing that does bug me a lot is everybody, everybody standing on the roid rage thing. Because I personally, during my younger formative years, where in fact my own testosterone levels would have been elevated, I was pumping more testosterone into my ass and my stomach than red rum. And it didn't make me aggressive. In fact, if anything, it used to get me in trouble. I used to end up getting beaten up. Yeah. Which was slightly alarming, um, because I wasn't an arsehole to begin with, and it it bugs me a little bit that one of the first things that's painted in the media with steroids is, you know, you you you're an arsehole because you're on steroids. No, you're an arsehole because you're an arsehole, and yeah. steroids are just that's just that's something you happen to take. But this isn't about steroids. This is about nutrition. So then I met you, and we started training together, and. You spoke to me about well, I know you was on protein powders and stuff like that at the time, and so I I joined in on this, and I can't help but remember that I actually dropped some some fat fairly quickly, although a lot yeah. of that was to do with the kebab a day diet. Yes. So there's two schools of thought about supplements, isn't there? Really, there's the ones where you have Rich Piana, God rest him, if indeed there is such a thing. Um saying that you shouldn't use supplements you should eat real food although i would like to point out at this stage that one of his main supplements was called real food i think he was a lot cleverer than people gave him credit for yes um 
And then there's the other ones that say, well, no supplements because it's engineered nutrition. And then, of course, there's so many companies that companies that are jumped on the back of this, like Huel and, and so on and so forth. What do you actually think about supplementation? Because obviously you used it. I mean, that's where I, I got the idea for using it from. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, a, 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 I'm perfectly in favour of especially protein supplementation due to the fact that I never had much in the way of an appetite. So I used to make up the majority of my protein requirements from protein powder. There's only so much tuna you can eat. And as soon as I gag on eating of tuna, eating more than one tin of tuna a day is a bit problematic. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, so I suppose for you, it was more it was more a replacement rather than supplement. I mean, I, th- I think the terms get a bit... The terms get a bit sort of confused, don't they? Because supplementation... Well, you've, also, you've, also, you've also got to bear in mind that if you're on a budget, it's a lot more cost-effective to buy two kilograms of protein powder that'll last you a month than it is to buy the same the, the same amount of chicken to last you a month. And of course, those 2.25 kilograms of protein powder are available at www.gfpharma.co.uk. Just saying, obviously. Other brands are available, but they tend to cost a lot more. But they're shite. Right, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think that's the important thing. I mean, I actually watched... I don't know if you've seen it. Um, there's on Netflix, other streaming services are available. Um, there's an Eddie Hall... Uh, there's a film about Eddie Hall, basically. I don't know. I suppose you'd call it like a documentary. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And it goes into him eating. And fuck me, that fella can eat. So, he gets up in the morning and he has like a full dinner. Then he goes to the gym. Then he comes home. Then he has another full dinner. Then he goes to the gym. Then he comes home. And he has another one. And, I mean, they were were sat in this restaurant and he ordered three dinners. Yeah. And he's he's basically... I mean, I know that's, that's a different thing because they went into something else that's really interesting as well. But, I mean, I think I might save that for another another time because the pair of us notoriously can't work out what the fuck we're going to talk about on these things um so he was basically saying that because of the the because of powerlifting it's all about eating as much as you possibly can but he has to force himself to eat that food but i guess if you force yourself to eat something that you can, i mean if you throw it up it's pointless anyway isn't it and there is some evidence to to suggest that if you even start gipping or you, you know it starts to make you feel sick, that there is a reduced um, absorption of the food that you've taken in. So, I'm curious uh, as to why you use protein powder and not meal replacements. Well, re- meal replacements are generally that they give you. your serving of carbohydrates and fat and protein whereas I just used to specifically aim for the protein powder with the highest protein rating I could possibly find and that was well I mean one of them was DP90 wasn't it which was yeah that was on that used DP90 for a long time but that's back in the days when DP90 was just a straight milk and egg protein that was before the the, the influx of, of whey protein which seems to be all you can get these days 
Yeah, and of course, I mean, it's, apparently, if you look at the labels on all these all these products, it's in many, many forms as well. Yes. Isolate, non-isolate, with friends, without friends, um, get a free wristband. It's uh, perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, I because it's as, as we touched on before. I mean, we, we did. I've forgotten what body type we said you were, but it was the one that puts muscle on, but also struggles to put a lot of muscle on type of thing. Do you think looking back now, if you'd used high calorie meal replacements, such as when we used to when we used to have a sale on at Holland and Barrett, uh, we used to buy tubs of Infinity seventeen hundred. Uh, sachets of Infinity seventeen hundred. Was it sachets? Came in a box in numerous chassis even sachets. I yeah. thought it came in a tin. No. Well, actually, could you get both? I think you could get both, and they used to. It was always the tin that was on special offer. I think. I remember. Yeah. Oh, you might be right. I remember the boxes. I don't. Because we also um, there was a brief spell. Now I can't remember who made it where. They used to have boxes of meal replacement sachets on sale because, of course, the Infinity was never marketed as being a meal replacement, was it? No, well, that was just seventeen hundred calories per serving, wasn't it? Yeah, and you used to feel fantastic after you'd taken it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't make yeah. that anymore, as far as I'm aware. Um, no. It is no, something I think well, we should bring back, though, as a company. I think we should bring back the, the high calories. Well, you can get high calories now, can't you? But what people consider to be high calories is just using more protein powder. Yeah, it, they put it under the whole mass gainer thing, don't they? Yeah, like... yeah well, I, I saw one that was, it was a two-kilogram bag, and they claimed it was something like 60 grams of protein and 2,000 calories per serving. There was nine servings in the bag. See, it, it's just a rip-off, isn't it? Yeah. Just an absolute rip-off. Let's have a look, yeah. see what... So, let's let's just have a look at just and just see. So, this is, this is my protein, okay? Because that seems to be the trendy thing at the minute, that and optimum nutrition. It's suitable for vegetarians... Uh, two and a half kilograms is twenty six ninety nine, and apparently it has a massive three hundred and eighty eight calories per serving. Yeah. Whereas, in contrast, uh, hang on, hang on. I should have planned this a bit better, but I didn't because I am a tool. So that's a massive 388 calories per serving for a mass gainer. And ours, which is diet protein, has 144 calories per serving. And I guess it's got more protein per serving as well. Uh, 31 grams and it's got exactly the same. However, the weight gainer blend has a staggering 50 grams of carbs. Yeah. Staggering. Sorry, did I sound a little bit? Uh... <laughs> well, in fairness, that is more. That's more carbs than a hundred grams of cooked rice. Yeah, but what if carbs isn't what you're after? I mean, so you've got people like this forcing, forcing carbs down your throat. 
in products like this, and yet you've got an entire fitness industry telling you you don't need carbs. In fact, one of the most effective, if you want to put a diet as into a a structured temporary eating pattern, one of the most effective ones is keto. True. So let's see. So the but extreme gainer blend. Yeah, I don't think you'll find a bodybuilder on keto though, unless they employ keto going into a contest but i've followed quite a few bodybuilders dieting for contests and they seem to keep the carbs fairly high yeah so yeah it kind of makes you wonder where where it which one is actually the way to go doesn't it i think all diets depend on the individual person don't they yeah there'll be people out there that keto doesn't work for they personally i I felt no different on keto than when I'm on a, a straightforward, what they refer to as a European diet. I didn't feel any, any less energy for not having the carbs, and I don't feel any more energy for putting the carbs back in again. I, yeah, well, no. No, I mean, I, I don't tend to. In fact, I, I tend to feel more energetic. No, that's not true. I don't feel any more energetic for having carbs in my diet when I add them in, uh, but I don't run out of steam that quick as quick as I do without them. Yeah. So it's like I feel it's it kind of boosts my um, sort of burst power, if you know what I mean, without carbs. Yeah. Whereas with them, I I don't I feel a bit flat and a bit unresponsive, but I can go for longer. Who uh, misses? Yes. So their extreme gainer blend, which is twenty nine ninety nine for two and a half kilograms, just I've got to say this because I'm sorry. So it's five hundred and two calories per serving, sixty two grams of carbohydrates, and costs twenty nine ninety nine. Twenty six ninety nine is the weight gainer blend, yeah. Just just putting it out there. The serving size for the weight gainer blend is 100 grams. The serving size for the extreme gainer blend is 125 grams. <laughs> <laughs> you just take oh, more. It's the same product. Yeah. <laughs> you just take more of it. Yeah, well, that goes all the way back to, to Weirder with the Infinity, uh, sorry, the Mega Mass 1500. Yeah. They did Mega Mass 1500 and Mega Mass 3000. Take Mega Mass 3000 was just twice as much powder. Yeah, it's shocking. Oh, man. I, I mean, that's the, you know, I, literally not taking anything away from my protein. They've done very well. Some of their stuff is, is okay. I don't want to get into any kind of liable situation. Um, but that's just ridiculous, frankly. <laughs> um, and they sell peanut butter as well. Who the hell eats peanut butter? I love peanut butter. It's, 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 I don't know. It's just it's squirrel shit. Well, yes. And unfortunately, <laughs> it, it does tend to end up in products that are called, like, nut butter and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe, maybe we should have some GF Farmer branded peanut butter and we'll just call it squirrel shit. Squirrel shit butter? Yeah, <laughs> just squirrel shit. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up for that. I mean, why not? 
Why not? Fuck it. Or, or we could get it cast into a special testicle shape bottle. Yes. Yes. Oh no. No, maybe not. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Half and half. Half, yes, and half. half and half. You can either buy squirrel shit, which comes in a nice one that's shaped like a squirrel, or you can buy nut butter in a testicle. <laughs> and I wonder why our company doesn't sell fuck all. <laughs> hey. Anyway. So. Supplements in and why you should take them. It's, I, I think it's a shame in this day and age that actually it's cheaper to buy a supplement than it is to buy real food at the risk of borrowing a, a line from Mr. Piana. Yeah. But you are right. You're absolutely right. I mean, if you try and eat properly, it costs you a fortune. But do we think that... I mean, is, is there any detriment to using supplements as opposed to real food, so as to speak? I suppose if you just live on protein powder and water, you're missing out on a lot of a lot of nutrients that you would get from eating fresh fruit and fresh vegetables. I mean, we have plenty of nutrients in our diet way, don't we? Yes. We've also got caffeine. Taurine. L-carnitine. Green tea. Green tea. Mm. Yes, everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Green tea. It, yeah, it's it's pretty much everybody's go-to for um, metabolism boosting. I'm not entirely sure. But crucially, we don't charge any more for our for our diet protein. Absolutely not. Of all that stuff in. No. We don't charge a premium for the extra antioxidants and the extra fat-burning ingredients. And therein lies one of the problems with the supplement industry. And it's not something that I became aware of, and I, I mean, I, I won't speak for you, but I don't think you're aware of it either, until we got involved in it. Which is that basically, it's all pretty much the same shit. Yeah. With the exception of certain companies where you open the, the pouch and it is literally a pouch of shit. Yes. Won't go into who that may or may not be, but they have no, featured. We on may the... or may not have mentioned them before. Yes, they may have featured previously in the same podcast. Um, apparently, green tea is so good for you that it's even got some researchers raving. So it's clearly an allergenic <laughs> as well. Yes. Um, yeah. He, he, mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got that, yeah, about weight loss, um, the active ingredient in green tea, EGCG. EGCG? Uh, e EGCG. Um, yeah. Weren't yeah? they an Australian band? I think they might have been, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkins. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think the, the problem is that there seems to be so many people that just take something, namely whey protein, give it all the names under the sun and charge more based on what name it's got rather than what's inside it. Yeah. Which is, of course, one of the reasons why we started the company in the first place. Yeah. Was because, I mean, we got ripped off left, right and centre. Um, and I guess he's... I mean, bodybuilding is, is... I don't know, is it still a dying sport or is it making a comeback, do you think? 
I don't think he's ever really died. He just it goes from getting lots of media attention for different reasons, and it's the media dictates his popularity, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's yeah. That's fair comment. I mean, I. I mean, I think there's actually there's more professional bodybuilders now than I've ever known to be. There's more professional bodybuilders now than there was back in the nineties when we were training. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd look back in there. I mean, it was always the same people in the magazines, wasn't it? It was always the same. Yeah. Do, do you think a lot of that is to do with social media, though, and now a lot a lot more people are getting exposure that wouldn't normally have got it? Maybe they can compare themselves more to other people around the globe so they go to become pros. Or do you think it is just the the dilution of, of the sport itself by adding more categories to allow more people in? Um, it could be, it could be a combination of both. To be honest, I mean, there are way too many categories now. There's so many categories, you you lose you lose track of what you're doing, especially in women's bodybuilding for some reason. I think they, in women's bodybuilding, they just seem to they seem to try and find different ways to get women into it, into competition, without having to be that big. But then surely that's just a different competition. Yeah, and that's before we even start talking about. The objectifying of women based on the the, the bikini shows and stuff. I mean, yeah. some of the poses they have to pull, honestly, it make a feminist spin. Because some yeah, of them, it doesn't for some reason. I know, and, and it's bizarre, isn't it? Because you know, if you had a picture like that of a woman that didn't train, so just a woman that was in shape, didn't train. Let, I'm talking specifically about the the. Um, Hamstring. Yes. If you had that in a garage and a feminist came in who had anything about her, like really believed in her cause, you'd get grief for it. Yeah. I don't understand what that pose is about other than basically sticking your ass out at the judges. Mm. I, re- I really don't. And it's it's the one that infuriates me the most because... It's, I mean, to be honest, it's tantamount to, to soft porn. And in fact, actually, if you went back about 20 years, that would be pornography. Yeah. And it's just, I don't understand why we can't just say, look, you know what? Men bodybuild, the bodybuilders, they become big, that's it. Women bodybuild, they become big, and thus, therefore, they're in a bodybuilding show. I mean, what's so difficult about that? Why can't, why can't we just handle that? infuriates me and then as obviously as we've touched on many times before then women get grief because you know they they become a bit firmer in the jawline and everything like that and and it's like i don't know you kind of take away what is one hell of a lot of work to get to where they are it's negated all in one big comment and it? it's oh you look like a geezer no i don't look like a woman that yeah, trains how, how often do you hear that comment from somebody who is either <clears throat> a scrawny little peewee herman lookalike or somebody with a pretty 50 odd year old dad bod yeah oh yeah I mean, that's, that's accusing it. them of looking like men when they look nothing like yeah absolutely it's, it's, she doesn't look like you in the slightest mate that's it do you know what I mean she, she's she's in shape she's big she's ripped normally because to be fair for some obscure reason I don't quite know why but female bodybuilders tend to stay leaner all year round than males it's probably because they have to make their money through modelling and 
photo shoots for magazines, whereas the men get paid a lot more for winning a competition. Which again is wrong, and I think we should do. I personally think I'd like to do an episode based on that. In fact, I mean, I don't know how much chance we would stand, but it would be interesting to see if we could get a female bodybuilder and a male bodybuilder or whatever and get some comments and sort of see what they think about the fact that the uh, the, the prize money is so, so different. Because it still yeah. is to this day, and I don't understand why. It's just it's ridiculous. But, again, we've digressed slightly. From the whole supplement thing. Sorry, I was just having some coffee. I need more coffee, actually. Um, yeah, so supplements, on the whole, good thing? I would say they're a good thing, but we've only really touched on protein powder. I mean, there's also there's all sorts of other so-called supplements. I mean, how many how many different variations of a, a pre-workout can there possibly be? Oh, crikey, Moses, don't get me started. You know, I've, I've been having some experiences with pre-workouts recently, as you very well know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, but the, at the heart of them, they're all exactly the same, aren't they? They're just full of varying levels of caffeine. Yeah. That's that's all this is. Um and as you say, I mean, it's like they, they come out with, you know, elephant's cock, fucking bull rage, um, beat up your missus, that type of thing. Yeah. As names, zombie, um, terrorist. Biohazard. Biohazard. And in fact, all you're actually doing is having a really strong coffee. Yeah. The problem with that is that, and I mean, for somebody like yourself, you take them and don't feel anything. No. Because your body's so used to the caffeine, it goes, oh, yeah going a bit heavy on the caffeine today and and that's literally it i mean pre-workouts this so we we agreed on half an hour but i'm gonna push this one a little bit further because i had a bit of a dilemma this morning i'm obviously i'm i'm studying and everything but i i wanted to go to gym because i'm not gonna be able to go to the gym tomorrow feeling a bit tired thought i'll have a pre-workout before i go so did and off i wandered and did my bit I actually sat there and I was thinking to myself for a minute, do we do our training harm by taking pre-workouts or do we make ourselves better because we're taking a pre-workout so in the case of people that it works for, you are then able to do more? Do you know what I mean? Should we be aiming for no pre-workout? Technically, yes, I would have thought so. I mean, if you can't if you can't motivate yourself to go to the gym without a pre-workout, then I'm guessing your nutrition's wrong in the first place. Yeah, but it's not just pre-workout anymore, is it? There's intra-workout as well. Oh God, yeah. I, t- I mean, so, but then this is all this misinformation thing as well, isn't it? It's, I mean, the fact is. So just just pure and simply to put that in perspective. Now, my biology knowledge isn't 110 percent by any stretch of the imagination but what i do know is that when you start training uh the blood is directed away from the organs and towards the muscles that's why you get a pump yeah if the stomach is not receiving a particularly strong blood supply it doesn't start digesting stuff it's as simple as that it doesn't. That's yeah. why you feel sluggish after a big meal because all the blood supplies go into your stomach 
to help it to digest food and, and do what it needs to do as an organ. That's the thing that people forget. It's, it is an organ. Yeah. And so sometimes I despair when I see people coming into the gym and necking a, a, a sachet of uh, BCAAs. I just literally don't. I I don't get the point. The worst one I've seen, the absolute worst one I've seen, was somebody coming in and they made themselves a protein and they drank the protein whilst they were training. How heavy yeah. is that going to lie on your stomach? Yeah. I mean, they were burping all the way through it as well, and I mean, oh, fucking hell, the indigestion must have been fearsome. Yeah. But. We're told to do this because it's like, oh Jesus Christ! I tell you, I tell you one thing that really, really fucking got me about people taking supplements and stuff whilst they're training, and the way that bro science kind of gets around. I mean, I, I don't like that term because no. it's it's derogatory when sometimes actually the best person to to listen to is somebody who's been there and done it. But the problem is, there are very few people in the gyms these days who have been there and done it. They're all sort of stood there trying to tell you how to train when their cars look like toothpicks. Yeah. Is I once actually heard a rumour that whilst preparing for a show, Lee Priest used to drink his own spunk. I shit you not. And this was told to me with an absolutely straight face. Yeah. For the benefit of Mr. Priest, if he ever hears this, I didn't believe it. <laughs> oh, and we apologise profusely. Yes, and I suspect that <laughs> that he's never ever even considered it. But and the only reason no, I, how many people did that heard that rumour? Well, that's what worries me. <laughs> how many people, after hearing that, went home and went, "Well, I really want to be a bodybuilder." Yeah. So I want to be big like Lee. Yeah, and I guess if Lee can do it. Then I can do it. <laughs> Twenty-five minutes later, <laughs> all good, and off to the gym. Twenty-five minutes. Well, you see what I'm what I'm factoring in there. Let, okay, so let's let's set the scene, right? I'm not entirely sure I walked up. Yeah, no, <laughs> hear me out. It's good. This I've thought about this. <laughs> I've seen this one through. I'm a visionary, honestly. So you've got this image in your head that this is what Lee Priest does. And arguably, if you're going to look up to any bodybuilders, Lee Priest has got to be right up there with the ones that you look up to. He's, he's, yeah. he's got to be, right? So you're thinking to yourself, you sat in the bathroom, on your own, bit of bathroom time. I want to be like Lee. So you do whatever you got to do. You're going to have to put this in some form of receptacle unless you're very good at aiming. So you sat in the bathroom... Or wherever. You could be sat in the car outside the gym. Whatever. I mean, depends where you live. <laughs> and you're going to have... Let's call it a glass for the sake of argument. You've got a glass of the product of your labours for, for the last three minutes. Yeah. There's got to be a period of mental adjustment before, before you put that glass to your lips. Well, yes. I mean, personally, I can't <laughs> even stand getting egg white on my fingers. So the Lee Priest method is right out for you, basically. Right out. <laughs> right out. I think it's right out for Lee Priest. And again, I don't think for one second Lee Priest ever did it. I, no. I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even consider saying that he did it because 
it, it's just the, I think the reason I brought it up is because it's so outrageous that anybody would go, no, that's bollocks. You'd, yeah. There's no way in the world you'd do that. Lee Priest, anybody. But it was said with such conviction. I just had to look at the geezer differently from then on because I knew what he was doing before he went to the gym. <laughs> and it's just, it's just not for me. It's not for me. So yes, so that's where a lot of the the, the ideas about supplements come up. I mean, one of the best ones was GABA, wasn't it? If anybody can remember yeah. that, I certainly can't. Chromium picolinate. Chromium picolinate. Um, we've had. Um, oh, what's the other one? There's some that they reckon are good for building testosterone. In fact, actually, it's got absolutely no uh, no science behind it at all. Um, testosterone boosters. Let's have a bit of that. Oh, testosterone pills. That sounds good. Uh, so... Is that not just what we were talking about earlier, being pill form? It is exactly what we were talking about earlier, being pill form. I've still got some downstairs. Tribulus terrest terrestris. If, in fact, that is the... Um, that's the, the, the way to pronounce it. Um, he's one of the few ones that's actually got a little bit of science behind it, but mainly men with erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Uh, and mainly men with erectile dysfunction who... That erectile dysfunction is due to decreased natural testosterone levels. I mean, the thing, I mean, fenugreek, fenugreek is another one that's, uh, yeah, great, you take fenugreek. Do you know what? Fenugreek gives me such a fucking headache, it's frightening. And you stink of it as well because fenugreek's main thing is that it, it purifies the body. And they, they measure that apparently by how much of it is excreted through the skin. So, you then smell like fenugreek, which isn't the best way to smell. Um, but just for instance, uh, increased libido, 81% of the group had increased libido from fenugreek. Uh, improved sexual performance, 66% of the group. Greater energy levels, 81. And improved well-being, 55. I don't know how they measure improved well-being. Just, how do you feel? I feel fine. Okay. But that was on 600 milligrams of it. And again, based on people with sexual dysfunction but of course everybody takes it because that's the thing to do there's so much myth and there was a, there was another one what was the other one that came out there was like this big supplement and it was everywhere for a while i can't remember what it was but we've had it like we had cell volumizers haven't we i mean creatine was supposed to be like the steroid alternative um when it first came out it was like there are people out there that believe he still is. Yeah, but it, yeah, and the, th the the frightening thing is, you're right. You're absolutely right. There'll be people out there that think, oh, I'll take creatine. Yeah, you know, it's as good as gear. And in fact, actually, it's just giving you like two seconds more of energy in your muscles. It. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. there's so many supplements, and I mean, the supplement industry is is the money that's involved in it is massive. But what I would say to people, I think we should. I mean, we're on we're on forty minutes now, so I guess we better we better think about wrapping it up because I think we've stayed relatively on subject today as well. We've had a few digressions, but we have mentioned the word supplements more than ten times. 
And again, yeah. And again, in fact. Um, I think the biggest problem with the supplement, the, the perception, sorry, of the supplement industry is the people trying to make as much money as they possibly can out of it. I mean, some of the prices that are out there, we've both seen them, yeah. are ridiculous. Because when you look at how much this thing costs to produce, in fact, the irony is they charge more for the less additives that are in it. So if you want pure <laughs> whey, you pay a fortune. Why? That's the thing. Why? Um, and I think that's what stops people being able to being able to supplement their diets. But then, by the same token, obviously, in this in this respect, real food costs a lot more as well because the government, for some reason, wants to keep us on high sugar foods that are cheap to produce and buy. Yeah, well, you can see that yourself. As soon as you walk into a supermarket, you can get a bag of six donuts for cheaper than you buy a sandwich. I fucking love donuts. I abs- Do you know, the shop near us has started selling giant cookies. Oh, man. <laughs> They're insane. They're not protein cookies. They're just no. yummy cookies. Just a yummy snack. Just a yummy snack. <laughs> yeah. Um, you wouldn't want one before you went to the gym, though, because it takes some digesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, everything's set up the wrong way round, basically. So unless you're going to go to eat... I mean, you can't even eat tuna as a cheap alternative these days. Oh, can you fuck? And it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Tuna I mean, is foul. The tins of tuna I've had recently, I mean, I've had to pick the black bits out. I don't even know what the fucking black bits are. Probably bits off the floor that's got the tuna up from. Yeah, a bit of, bit of shit off somebody's shoe. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's. I think protein is... To, to really sort of draw this in on now what the supplement... Why people should use supplements. I think if you're using the right supplements, if you're hoping... That you're going to buy some tablets for nineteen ninety nine that are going to replace two shots of Testex a week, then you're on a hide into nothing. And frankly, even though we, we we looked at it before, but I completely forgot to buy the tablets. It, I mean, it, fuck it, I I don't care how much you pay for testosterone boosting tablets, it's not going to happen unless somebody can actually show me some some proof. That normal healthy men with normal healthy natural testosterone levels have taken that product and increased their testosterone, I'm not going to believe it. I think every time that it's marketed that like creatine for oh god, it, it's it's replacing of everything. It'll make you stronger, make you faster. I mean, we're not talking about you know, Colt Sievers here. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not. It helps and it supplements your own natural levels. And I think that's the thing that people need to realise. If you're taking something to supplement something that you're not getting elsewhere, like you were because you couldn't eat as much food, so taking the protein in made sense, then I think it's a good idea. But I think people look to it for a lot more than that, don't they? Yeah. And there's always a trend. Because they've seen somebody in a magazine saying, oh, I, I take this. And they don't take that. Especially not if they're a pro bodybuilder. What they take comes directly from a pharmacy. Um, and that's unless they're a natural bodybuilder, in which case 
you don't tend to take their advice because they're usually a lot smaller. Yeah. Well, you're, you're still downplaying the bodybuilders' role in that, though. I mean, the bodybuilders still do use a lot of protein powder. Yeah, protein powders they do, but I don't think for one second that a professional bodybuilder would go out and buy Testo Boost tablets from any of the major vendors um, no. to increase no. his testosterone. Or her no, so testosterone. As far as testosterone boosting properties, that definitely comes from a needle. But I mean, There's yeah, a lot of people out there powder. that think all you have to do is take steroids and you, be, you wind up as big as a pro bodybuilder. Yeah, that, yeah that's true. In fact, they, a lot of them don't think you have to go to the gym. No. You you take no, the steroids and that's it. Yeah, but no, I mean, yeah, 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 absolutely right. I mean, the protein powders and higher calorie drinks and and so on and so forth do play a massive part in that. And cream of rice, apparently. And cream of rice. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck's going on with that. Why? Where's that suddenly come from? Because now you can't scroll through Instagram without seeing two or three adverts for it. Mm. And it I seems to have been in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, about Maybe we should get some. I don't know I what for. I think I'll stick with my oats, to be, to be honest. You've had your oats. Hey! Um, yeah, but cream of rice just doesn't look particularly appetising when it's mixed up. Cream of rice. Uh, images. Ugh! Some some of this looks a bit like that fella sat in his bathroom with his glass in his hand. Yeah. Going, yeah. I don't want to yeah. do this. Cream rice. I mean, it seems to... So is it like an oat sort of alternative? Um, I believe so, but I'm not entirely sure why. Mm. I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't looked into it that, that no, deep I to find out why, but it just doesn't look appealing to me. No, um, super easy digesting, delicious and gluten-free alternative to oats and other carb sources. Yeah, might be the gluten-free. Could be. If it was anything, it's, it's not gluten-free. Great for when you want a sugar-free carb load. It's not much sugar in oats, is it? No. Is it? Is it lower on the glycemic, glycemic index? Yeah. It will be, yeah. Uh, Does it give you less of an insulin response? Is that why people are going for... Yeah, uh, quite possibly, quite possibly. Um, cream of rice glycemic index. Uh, no. Literally, the first, uh, the first result is 13 foods with shockingly high glycemic index ratings. So, number one is white bread. Um, made from flour can be up to 75. Whole wheat bread is 75. The most likely reason for side years is because it's genetically modified. Cornflakes are 81. Cream of rice is 78. So, it's higher than wheat bread. Does that make it higher than oats, then? Um, or is the point too illicit an insulin response? I don't fucking know. <laughs> well, the thing is, you don't see. So you don't want to elicit 
an insulin response without having the sugar to back it up, do you? That's why we had like we've had conversations about diet soda, which I am absolutely addicted to, um, and how bad it actually is for you because it elicits the response without any sugar to work on. So the insulin doesn't have to metabolize the sugar, and thus it just shuttles everything to fat. Is I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still drink it. <laughs> Because I'm stupid. Uh, oops. So glycemic index glucose equals 100. So for pure glucose, it's 100. Porridge and rolled oats is 55 plus or minus 2. So that's way lower than cream of rice. Then. By, by quite some margin, yeah. Why the fuck's it done that? I don't want that there. Jesus, what? Yeah. But then I don't know, because hang on a minute, because Apple Raw is 36. But I would have thought that would have elicited a huge response based on the fact that it's, fr oh, it's fructose, not glucose, isn't it? I think we need to do a show about this. Yeah, it's still sugar though, isn't it? It is still sugar, yeah. So I would have thought it would have been higher, I don't know. I mean, honey's 61. And that is just sugar. <laughs> yeah. Well, for this, so this is from Harvard. So the sugars they have are fructose, 15 plus or minus 4, Sucrose, 65 plus or minus 4. Glucose, 103 plus or minus 3. So minus 3 because it's glycemic index is 100% glucose. Honey, 61 plus or minus 3. Now, I am wondering if we're, if we're looking at this arse up. Because... Things on there that I would have expected to have been... Oh no, because in... White bread seventy five. Hmm. We need to do a bit of research into um, into glycemic index and bodybuilding, don't we? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and I think I think that's what we'll do for for next week. So I, I won't have well, I won't be doing any exams, so I'll be able to spend a bit more time looking at it. But yeah, I mean, so we are looking for foods lower on the glycemic index. Anyway, yeah, so we'll do that. That'll be that'll be next week's uh, debacle, where we end up talking about random shit, and then eventually, just at the last five minutes, say, "Oh yeah, glycemic index." So, um, well, that's that's it. Yeah, it's time to bail out, I think, because now in fifty minutes, nobody will listen to it this far anyway. No. Um, and uh, so it's it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.